Are you a healthcare organization struggling to achieve success? What if I told you that success not only depends on strategy, but also on the right mindset? At the Mindset Gap, their team of seasoned consultants understand the critical role mindset plays in achieving organizational excellence by empowering your workforce to think innovatively, embrace change, and adapt to new challenges. So imagine your workplace, one where your employees and patients thrive, where creativity and productivity go hand in hand, and where obstacles become opportunities. Don't let your organization fall into the mindset gap. Take the first step towards unlocking your potential today and email assist at themindsetgap.com with the referral code GENCAN20 to schedule a consultation. Welcome to the Healthcare Provider Happy Hour. This is a safe space where we invite healthcare providers to unapologetically be themselves after the working day. My name is Jennifer George, and each week I will connect you with guests and stories that will help transform your stress to success and fulfillment. Are you with me? Grab your drink of choice and let's chat. everyone. Welcome to the Healthcare Provider Happy Hour. I'm your host, Jennifer George, and I'm joining you today with two special guests, Michelle Troseth and Tracy Christofferson, who are co-founders of Missing Logic. Missing Logic helps healthcare organizations and healthcare leaders combat burnout through the power of a framework-driven approach founded on polarity intelligence. The core of their work is leading healthcare organizations through transformational change that results in the best place to give and receive care, and for leaders to live their best lives both personally and professionally. Michelle and Tracy also have a top healthcare leadership podcast called Healthcare's Missing Logic. They also have a combined experience of more than 60 years working as consultants and coaches for healthcare organizations across North America, supporting healthcare leaders as they strive to create healthy, healing work cultures. In this episode, we chat about the significance of healthy work cultures in healthcare, how we can go about them, how we can sustain them, and how to thrive as clinicians and leaders. So grab your drink of choice, take some notes, and join us. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Tracy. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, how are you? Awesome. Great. Good, good. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, Thank you for joining me this evening. I'm excited to chat with you both. I know you both have a wealth of experience um, clinically and practically and coaching wise. So I'm super excited to chat with you both and hear your insights and your practices on burnout management. And not only burnout management, I think this is a really good shift to go into adopting a healthy work culture. And I think that's where we need to be focusing rather than just on the problems that 
will always be there, <laughs> right? Yeah. How can we acknowledge them? How can we recognize them? And, and how can we move forward in sustaining a healthy work culture overall in healthcare? So I'm excited to chat with you about this. But if you could first, can you first tell me more about yourselves and how Missing Logic then came to be? Oh, sure. Well, first of all, thank you so much for the invitation to be in your show, Jennifer. We're thrilled to be here. Um, and I am Michelle, and I will start first, and then Tracy will follow. Well, we hearken from West Michigan in the United States, so that's where we reside, and I'm a nurse. And the core of our work together for the last 30 years, that's how long we've known and worked together, has been leading healthcare organizations through transformational change that results in the best places to give and receive care. And also for leaders. Um, leaders are so important, and we want them to live their best lives both personally and professionally. So Tracy and I went from bedside practitioners working side by side, elbow to elbow in the ICU, to um, being at a large global company together. And um, we, uh, I became president of the National Academies of Practice in 2017. And soon after that, Tracy and I started Missing Logic, even though we had started planting seeds for Missing Logic long before that. Oh, wow. I love that. And kind of a legacy plan going on. Right. Yeah. yeah I yeah. love that. That's yeah. Great. And so I'm a respiratory therapist. Okay. And I, I just have to tell the story. I always have to tell our story, right? Is Michelle and I met at hospital orientation. Okay. And it was a big auditorium, probably over 100 people orienting that day. And it was, they did the stand up and shake the hand of the person behind you. That was me. And we like to say we've been shaking hands ever since. Oh, wow. <laughs> so as, Mich as Michelle alluded to, we worked together as clinicians at the bedside. And then we were leaders in the hospital, leading a lot of different collaborative practice environments. We were we were doing interprofessional collaboration before it was cool to do it. Right. Yeah. You know, and then we just, you know, we I've worked with in the field with leaders for over the past 20 years, really coaching them working with clinicians, creating these healthy work environments and collaborative practice environments. And, and also, um, you know, in addition to starting a business with Michelle, I took, I'm taking the journey of getting my PhD awesome. in interprofessional healthcare studies. So just a small thing on the side that I'm All right. I really think like you never stop, right? Once you once you've opened that door, um, it's never ending, right? It's never ending. Yeah. And that's the work of healthcare. That's what, oh, that's our work. It is. It is amazing. So then what, so missing logic came to be in 2017 or. Well, we officially launched it to the world okay. in 2018. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> and um, yeah, and we were just really committed to healthy work culture. So I so appreciate what you said, Jennifer, like let's, what's our destination? What's our goal? Let's have that be our focus, right? And what we noticed was that um, patterns started to emerge as we worked with different organizations over many years, is that there were always these quote unquote reoccurring problems. You know, you saw them wherever you went. It didn't matter if you were in the United States or Canada or, you know, Australia, wherever we would go. And um, the systems in the hospitals, they were constantly dealing with the same issues and not making a lot of progress to transform practice or transform their cultures. And we, we knew we had something to offer that we had learned through those years to really make an impact on that. Yeah, we were really blessed. We've had a number of mentors in our professional careers. And one of them really taught us that some problems are not solvable. 
Some problems are actually polarities, but people only know to look through a problem-solving lens, so they see everything as a problem. Mm-hmm. But many of these reoccurring problems that these leaders were facing were not problems that could be solved. They're actually polarities. So polarities are interdependent pairs, values, or perspective points of view. Um, oftentimes, they appear to be opposite, uh, but they actually are interdependent. There's an energy that binds them together. And so you need both of them if you want to achieve a greater purpose. And one of the things that, you know, as Michelle said, we were seeing this pattern over and over of these leaders trying to solve these problems. And what we realized is they weren't solvable, but they didn't know what they didn't know, right? Right. They didn't know they weren't solvable. They didn't know that they were lacking something. And so what we realized is the ability to recognize and manage these polarities was a critical competency for healthcare leaders. And it was actually the missing logic in healthcare. So thus the name of our business, The Missing Logic. And it really is the most important competency that they can have, especially if they want to stop wasting time and energy and resources because they're dealing with those same issues, right? And they're and they keep going around in this cycle. It's like this, you know, vicious cycle trying to solve the same problem because they're not taking the right approach or they don't use the right one. So an example then of the recurring problems, are you referring to like lack of time with patients, for example? Are you referring to re- like staffing ratios? Well, there's a number, recruitment and retention. When you think of staffing okay. ratio, recruitment and retention is one, right? Okay. You can't just recruit and you can't just retain. You have to really do both simultaneously to get the best staff, to have that optimal staffing. Mission and margin is just a common one, right? There isn't anybody in healthcare who isn't familiar with a mission and margin, mm-hmm. you know, piece. Um, individual and team is another example. So there's a number of them, and they're all acting on everybody in the environment all the time. Okay, so it really takes someone to be pretty open-minded, and like this is what I love about missing logic, and is is that mm-hmm. it looks at the big picture. Yes, right? and that's. And it really is a big picture lens and where can we, yeah, where can we apply what's missing? Like what, exactly. what the missing logic is, but you got to see both sides or all sides. Yeah. And if you look at it as a problem, you're seeing kind of either or, right? You're right. using kind of this either or, but it's either this or it's that. And you're only seeing half of the, cha- you know, half of the issue Right. Yeah, to your point. And so what Michelle and I did is we created a couple of frameworks. And polarity intelligence, this competency, is fundamental in each of the frameworks. So one is really for healthy healing organizations to create these best places to give and receive care. And there's some different pillars that are a part of that. And then another framework is to um, that leverages polarity intelligence is the framework we use with healthcare leaders mm-hmm. to help them manage their personal polarities mm-hmm. because every individual <laughs> has a set of polarities that they're dealing with too, right? I was just going to ask if you do this coaching at an individual level as well at an organizational level. Okay. Do. So yeah, we do, do both. Okay. So you do apply the same type of lens or logic to, um, to both. Mm-hmm. So when it, so currently the theme of today is basically um, facilitating a healthy work culture and its impact, especially right now during the pandemic. So if we speak about burnout and we speak about moral injury and compassion fatigue, these are concerns that have been around for a long time. And I really think only now the pandemic has, you know, raised awareness for others to see what healthcare providers have been experiencing all this time, right? 
Um, But can you share like the added impact that you've seen of the pandemic on the vulnerability of healthcare providers and even organizations um, if you want as well? Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, we've been in this business long enough to know that burnout's been around for a long, long time to your point, right? Yeah. You know, and even, even before the pandemic here in the United States, it was raised as a national crisis. Mm -hmm. So in 2017, Right at that time where Tracy and I were leaving our corporate job before we launched Missing Logic, there was a spotlight that went on our country when the National Academy of Medicine created an action collaborative on clinician well-being and resilience. And we jumped on that right away. We became one of 200 organizations that were networking organizations of that effort. And just five months before the pandemic hit, they released a intensive national consensus report and the statistics in that report, we always knew it it was bad, but having the effort to collect all the data in this report, um, you know, 35 to 54% of nurses and physicians had substantial symptoms of burnout and even higher in medical students and students. Like, so, you know, it's not only what we had, it's what's coming up through the pipeline, right? Mm -hmm. And over 400 physicians were committing suicide a year. And uh, we also, there's been recent data in the States too, that the nursing suicide rates are going up as well. And uh, we know it's a high cost to the society for um, clinicians, organizations, and societies to have all of this burnout. So we had the pandemic before, and then since the pandemic hit, this national uh, collaborative has put has put their full focus on COVID, has had a lot of educational sessions and so forth. And they've come out and they've said, we now have a parallel pandemic. To your point, Jennifer, now because of the intensity of the pandemic on top of mm-hmm. already this, you know, this, this crisis, it's like we have thrown fuel on the fire mm-hmm. and we now have a parallel pandemic. And the Increased rate of post-traumatic stress um, disorder is really high, and depression is starting to show up a lot in the workforce that because of the experience of COVID. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I also um, understand too, like addictions and, and things like that are also on the yes. rise among healthcare providers too. And yes. I mean, what concerns me too about what you said there was about medical students. And I, I mean, I may be getting off topic a little bit, but that kind of raises concern. Now, I wonder if that's because of Again, it could be both if you look at the big yep. picture, but their own sense of well-being, but then also looking at the educational structure of everything and then seeing through their lens what they see coming up for their careers in healthcare. Um, I've read that you know younger physicians coming into the workforce are working less intentionally you know, compared to previously because of the risk of burnout to mitigate it that they're already kind of not working as much and sometimes receiving criticism from physicians or oh, yeah. clients who've been in the field for 30 years, let's say, right? Or, or yep. yeah. I think there's a whole, there's a whole new generation that they're not going to put up with it, right? <laughs> yeah. which is not a bad thing, but I right. also think they feel trapped. It's so sad because they feel trapped in an infrastructure that's been designed that way. It's very hierarchical. And they they have to show up. They have to work long hours, and um, it's very isolating in a lot of cases. And yeah, there is there's a, some pretty dire statistics with students as well. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't. The other thing too is the report. It's, we have a lot of data on nurses and physicians, but we know it impacts all clinicians. Oh, yes, there's starting to mention. be a lot more awareness on that as well. Yeah, like I'm an allied health professional, and 
for a while, I was looking at research for allied health. You don't see it as much, but it's definitely pretty much the same, I would say, um, especially with nursing. So can I just throw this in there? Is burnout one of those things, Tracy, maybe that you think is not a solvable problem? Yes. Okay. That's what I was going to ask. Right. It's (laughs) a problem. It is a problem. It is a problem, right? Right. Because there is an endpoint, right? Like you can eliminate burnout, but what people don't realize is underneath that and what is causing a lot of that are all the polarities that are underneath it, right? So burnout's a problem to solve, but we have a a number of these other tensions um, that we are not managing that lead to that burnout, right? So Okay. You, know, so, you have to take care of the tensions and these interdependent pairs before you're going to get to that release of the burn. So could we talk about that for a bit to explain why it's still rampant and is continuing to be rampant? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, a lot of it is, you know, to Tracy's point that it, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff underneath of it. And um, it's, it's also that, you can't approach it from, you know, an individual alone or a system alone. So we know that from an organizational perspective, that you really have to use a systems thinking framework approach to it. There's no silver bullet with it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that it, that's far more effective than just having a bunch of different initiatives trying to, you know, stick the finger in the dike as well. So that's, that's part of the whole picture too, is in that, we haven't done that well globally. I, you know, I, we're trying to bring that to organizations through the healthy healing organization framework, but globally we haven't done that as well. And then Tracy can speak to the individual because you need both. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, there are things at the system level, right? It's not, we don't want to negate that, right? Research has shown that you right. have to yes. do the system. I mean, there are workloads, right? There's the usability of the technology is not adequate for the clinicians, right? I mean, there's a lot of system issues that do need to be addressed. But for every individual, there are issues that are outside of the work environment that don't have anything to do with the healthcare system, that Mm -hmm. have to do with their personal, their personalities, has to do with their relationships at home, has to do with their home environment. And those are things that the healthcare system can't solve or can't address. So Every individual has a responsibility for their own well-being and their own health. And we know, right, there are people that aren't burnt out. I, I was just going to say. That are yeah. working in the same healthcare organizations with the people that are burnt out. So, right, the, it is possible to have health and well-being in an organization. Can it, so it can't all be the organization. There are these individual kind of, you know, mediating factors that need to be looked at, too. Mm-hmm. And what happens is. Because for a long time, people just said, okay, just take a day off, go get a massage, do some deep breathing, here's some mindfulness stuff, right? They've been kind of trying to help people with you take care of it, right? And because that hasn't worked and it's gotten worse, mm-hmm. they want to move away from it. That's a problem-solving lens. Right. This, this didn't solve the problem, so we must have missed something. We got to go over here. It must be the system. But when you give all your attention to the system and you stop or you don't adequately and simultaneously work with the clinicians to help them own their responsibility and do things that are going to, you know, 
put action strategies into place for the home life and their own personal life, then you're going to end up in the downside of only focusing on the system. And that's where we error because we keep looking at it as a problem. And it, it's it's not solved. It's not solvable from that perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's really disempowering, like individually, to put it in the system's hands, and that's where this podcast has stemmed from, and that's where everything I do stems from, because uh, this is kind of the way I empower myself is through learning and education, and then hopefully sharing this with everyone. Right. So, are you kind of the liaison then? Because I, I don't know if in your experiences with coaching, do you find that then like organizational leaders at some point communicate with frontline? Like, are you the liaison between the two? Is there communication between the two to facilitate a culture of that's um, yeah. health focused or is it usually pretty compartmentalized? Well, one of the things that we noticed is, uh, is that the leaders have the same challenge. <laughs> Yeah, they're people. So they're human. Yes. This yeah. isn't just about this isn't just about the clinicians. And that's what we realized during the pandemic. You know, we right. recognized the front line and the stress and the trauma and saw the banging of the pots all around the world, right? Like nobody was banging pots for the healthcare leader. And that behind every clinician was a healthcare leader who was starting to be burnt out, who was struggling from the stress and the strain. And so we turned our attention to them. Mm-hmm. Because they have to hold up the staff. If nobody's holding them up, right, then everybody's going to fall, right, in the organization. They're the linchpin. They're the kingpin of every organization is the leadership. So when it comes to the leaders talking with the staff, what we believe is if we teach the leaders to get this dynamic balance in their life, right, to balance these tensions dynamically, it's it's fluid. It's not static. Mm-hmm. Um, then they can be role models for the clinician, then they understand what it takes individually and collectively. And we teach them polarity intelligence so that they understand how this works and how to leverage that tool at the personal level Mm -hmm. and be role models. And then they can take it and leverage it in the organization. Okay. So I, I I see the logic in that for sure. Mm -hmm. I just wonder how, where have you Mm -hmm. seen it? Um, at a frontline level, then show itself? Like, can you give me an example of how this has worked? Well, one of the things in the work that we've done, and it's actually, you know, something that we look at the infrastructures and organizations, is um, how well organizations balance their hierarchy Mm -hmm. relationships along with their partnership relationships, which is the front line. Right. And there are ways you can do both really well. And if you look at it once more important than the other, you're going to get into trouble. But when you can really have that higher purpose of the best place to give and receive care and have that equal accountability to while you're there by having an infrastructure where you truly create partnerships between the management leadership and the front line, mm-hmm. we've seen phenomenal results with that approach. You have to look at that through a polarity lens and as well. And then you teach them the skills of healthy relationships and dialogue skills so they can learn how to really understand each other's perspectives and walk in each other's shoes. That makes a big difference as well. And they own their environment. Yeah. So I think, you know, oftentimes we look at these kind of infrastructures just to deal with practice issues. Like leaders, okay, let's deal with the practice issues, right? We've got patient safety issues. We've got patient satisfaction issues, whatever it is, right? 
But in our experience, it's not just that. It's about the relationships and it's about communication and it's about owning the environment. This is my environment. I have a say in what happens in my environment. And when you engage and empower them in that way, it makes such a huge difference. And the relationships aren't transactional. They're partnering, right? They're deeper level. Right. And and that's what Michelle and I actually grew up in as leaders, as clinicians. We grew up in environments like that. and, And then we did that work all across the country. It's phenomenal. I was going to say that when you were sharing your your story a little bit was that you must have had a very like well fostered like a facilitated type leadership where you had the ability to dive into these things that were not so talked about then right yeah so that yeah. had to be nurtured at some point from your mm-hmm. leaders as well which is amazing yeah I really do believe like you were saying Michelle like that engagement is so important um, that collaborative effort and that partnership piece, you know, we talk about it from clinician clinician to patients all the time. That's something I'm I'm really passionate about, but it really does need to be there from the leadership to the frontline level as well. Right. And that speaks to the integrity of an organization too. And like you guys have mentioned the deeper values, right. Right. and, And looking at that as a whole, which is amazing. So I think you've answered all of my questions. Is there anything that you want to share with me a little bit more about about your work and kind of the outcomes you've had in terms of sustainability? Sure. We have a couple of stories we can yeah. tell you that are fairly recent yeah. that you know, that uh, really, I think, demonstrate some of the um, outcomes and um, just really validation that what Great. we're doing is really important. I would love to well, hear them. Yeah. yeah. One of them is, you know, we do engage with leaders, as Tracy said, the leaders are so important. So um, about Probably about it was shortly after we started Missing Logic, we had a chief nursing officer that had attended an intensive that Tracy and I were faculty at. And we teach people polarities and we also teach dialogue principles. And she approached us and said, I think I need your help. And she asked us to work with um, her nurse managers. And we all know the managers on the front line, they have the hardest roles, I think, in healthcare, right? You're just, and um, they were just really having struggles as a team they had for a while. So, we engaged with them on a in a two day, well it was actually a two day retreat at the time this is pre covid but we taught them the concepts that we're talking about today we taught them about you know polarity intelligence how to do it we had them identify four major tensions they dealt with every day as a team we measured it because we have a polarity assessment tool mm-hmm. we put action steps in place for them and then we remeasured a year later and brought them back together and they improved and all four of the tensions, they had totally transformed as a team. And the chief nursing officer is just like, this was just an unbelievable experience. And before Tracy and I left that meeting, they all sat down and wrote an S bar of why they wanted to continue to work with us because they wanted to grow more. They wanted to learn more. And then um, COVID hit. So we went on a pause, but we are, we just kicked off today, actually. Oh, wow. <laughs> two hours before this call, we kicked, Tracy and I kicked off a 12-week virtual coaching program with them to now help them thrive as a nurse management team. Um, so that's just one example of the kind of work and outcomes that we're getting. Um, and I think Tracy has one too. Yeah. Yeah. So Michelle mentioned that we've been working with healthcare leaders. Well, When COVID hit, right, and we decided the leaders needed support and we were hearing their challenges, we created a work-life balance boot camp. And we offered it to healthcare leaders, right? And it was just a five-day boot camp, just an hour every, you know, evening. 
we actually had a, a professional organization say, we want to offer this to our our leaders, right? And so we had a group, a cohort from a professional organization that engaged with us to do the boot camp for them. And one of the leaders in that boot camp, she was like, you know, this is in the midst of COVID, right? Mm -hmm. So she came with like, well, I know my life is not in balance, right? Especially working home. But she was just like blown away because what we do is we help them create a blueprint. So we actually get them to identify their greater purpose. We get them to identify what is the outcomes that I want at work and at home? Like, what am I striving for? Right. And what happens if I don't do this? What's my deeper fear and what are going to be the negative consequences? And we, we walk them through the process over the five days and they write it out on a blueprint that they can actually put into action immediately. And it was in that process. She said, Oh my gosh, when I wrote it down, it got concrete. It got real. Like I was like really looking at what I wanted and what I had. And I didn't have what I wanted, right? And so she knew she needed to take some actions at home. She's a very social person. So not being able to socialize was really kind of having some impact on her. So she established some really specific actions at home. But what really struck her was on the work side. And she realized she'd been in this organization for over 20 years. She had tried to climb the ladder, right, to move up and advance. But he hadn't really gotten where she wanted to go. And when she looked at what she wanted, she was like, the only way I'm going to get what I want is I need to make a change. And it just got really like, she just realized I'm never going to have this here. I need to make a change. Now that doesn't happen for everybody, but right for her it did. And then she continued on because after our boot camp, we have an accelerator program where they work on their mindset. And then we go into a coaching program. So over the course of each of the programs, she kept progressing, getting stronger in who she was. We did some strength work with her. She worked on her own thinking about, oh, I've been here forever. I can't leave, you know, yeah. and, uh, and an opportunity came to her. Oh, wow. And she was commuting two hours a day and an opportunity came to her. It's like 15 minutes from home. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So she kind of manifested this, I think, just getting herself <laughs> right. Yes. And so she made the leap in the middle of one of our programs, right? And then we kind of <laughs> we kind of caught back up with her after we, you know, she took a little break. We caught back up with her. She joined another one of our programs and she's just ecstatic. Yeah. She's so happy. She's taken everything she's learned. Her life is in balance and she is thriving now. And it's just made a world of difference for her. And uh, so she's just thrilled. Just and her husband is too. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, exactly her family would be for sure. Um, that's amazing because that's what I love about what you're doing. You're empowering healthcare providers and leaders, yeah. um, and you are also making them more aware of where they're at currently. We, you know, we kind of just spin sometimes, right? We just go through the motions of tasks, practice every day, and we don't really ask ourselves, well, what does this really mean? How do we really want to show up? Are we showing up the way we want to? to our work every day. And I think by having people pause and be facilitated to do that, that you're both doing right now, I think it really raises awareness and then eventually ownership. Um, yeah. I think it's so important to like the, the thriving piece, right? Mm -hmm. And I think, I think a lot of organizations right now and providers are just simply managing day to day um, to think about thriving is like, I, I think it's almost overwhelming. So that's where it's helpful to have the coaching there. 
Um, yeah, you need so. somebody that can kind of help you get out of your own head, right? right? Pause long enough to really think about what that means to you. What does thriving mean? What does that even look like for me? And it looks different for every person. Mm-hmm. And what we're really excited about is now we're working with leadership teams. So now we have teams of leaders, right, that are working together. They're learning, they're going to learn about each other. They're going to grow together, understand each other's challenges and support each other, right? It's like creating a whole, you know, a different environment for them. And it's just really thrilling. I love that. Mm-hmm. And breaking us out of our silos, yeah. even as leaders, yeah. right? Even as leaders. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we're afraid, yeah. right? You're afraid to let everybody know what might be happening with you, you know? So there's a vulnerability. It takes a lot of psychological safety, right? And that's yeah. what we're creating in these groups so that they can be vulnerable with each other and share. Wow. Well, it sounds super exciting. So where could, um, where could people reach out to you and ask you more about your programs? and work with you both. Yeah, sure. Well, the first thing we'll tell you is go to our website, missinglogic.com. It's pretty simple, easy to remember, the Missing Logic. (laughs) And um, on there, we have a lot of information, but we have a new events page that has um, things coming up. And one of the things Tracy and I created too was a just a self-study program just to help people get started on their own. Mm -hmm. And that's called Caring for Others Without Neglecting Yourself for Leaders. And uh, we have a new, we have a, I would say new and improved just because we've been learning so much called the Ultimate Dynamic Balance Bootcamp that's coming up uh, later in early September. But you can sign up now for the interest list so that you get the communication when that when that opens. And uh, we're on social media. Uh, LinkedIn is our primary place. So Missing Logic on LinkedIn, just search us and find us there. Yeah. And listen to our podcast. Yeah. Here's Missing Logic podcast. That's- you know, every Wednesday we drop a new episode. We interview a lot of different, a lot of different leaders and individuals. And we have some solo episodes where we do some deeper dives that you can learn anything about polarities on our podcast. Yep. And uh, we actually, our 100th episode drops on this week. On Wednesday. Oh, awesome. And we had our husbands on there <laughs> and our and our sound engineer, it's all family. And Michelle and I wouldn't be where we are without those individuals, that's for sure. So. Well, we had them on to celebrate. I love that. I love how you're bringing your practice a bit personally too, right? Recognizing us as whole. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate you both so much and all the work you're doing. We'll attach everything to the show notes so people can reach out to you. I've binged a few of your episodes previously and they're really good. I feel like I'm just sitting there having a conversation with you both. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> fortunate to be able to do this today. So I thank you both for joining me and uh, thank, thank you for continuing to support us and empower us and uh, help us to thrive in this wow. chaotic environment right now. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Jennifer. It was a yeah, pleasure thank to you. be here. Thank you. We'll chat soon. So if you guys like this podcast, please subscribe and leave an honest review. Your feedback means everything to me. Your reviews are what moves this podcast forward, and I always appreciate receiving them. If you want to get a hold of me directly, reach out to me on social media. My handles are in the show notes, and you can always subscribe to my weekly newsletters at jennifergeorge.co so that we can stay connected. So until next time, thank you guys so much again for your ongoing support.